some think we're funny Most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everyone, this is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett And this is my very good buddy, Brendan Bookie And this is We're Too Old for This Podcast Here's the concept Two best buddies, that's Abby and myself Watch buddy movies and then compare the movie friendship to our own this week we are covering 1991's City Slickers, starring Billy Crystal and Bruno Kirby and Daniel Stern. Yes. This is a rare three-buddy movie. It's Usually we try to do the threesome. two buddies. It's a rare menage a three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be... That's going to be interesting, Brendan. It's going to be difficult. Yep. It's going to be hard to say, you know, because, of course, the concept is we compare the movie friendship to our own. Right. And it's a two-person friendship, yes. you, you and I. Yeah, are, no, I get that. I mean, you're yeah. more... You're more you, are, are, well, I'm like half a person. And yeah, and I'm like, like double the person. You're like two, so I guess it's two and a half people. It's like, yeah, we should do... Yeah. We two. should do two and a half men. They were buddies, right? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I never watched that show. I think they were buddies. I think that show is terrible, probably. But I think if we run out of movies, we should probably go right into two and a half men. Well, I, then I think we should just do My Two Dads. My Two Dads, mm-hmm. and then Two and a Half Men, yep. and then The Three Stooges. And then 227. <laughs> 227. Yeah, we go with the twos. Oh, yep. that's a good idea for a podcast. You just go into number-related yeah. uh, shows. So that, you know, just the twos alone. We've got we've got 227, Two and yep. a Half Men. Two Broke Girls. Two Broke Girls. My Two Dads. Um, 2D from The Facts of Life. Okay. Um, to Be or Not to Be, that, that sitcom about Hamlet. That's right. This yeah. is the Shakespearean uh, mm-hmm. sitcom. I remember that. That was cut down in his prime. Sure. Not unlike Hamlet. I mean, Hamlet was back on his bullshit. Come on. He was cut down in his prime, Abby. Let's not get into Hamlet. Let's we could get do into... a whole podcast on prime numbers. Prime... Oh my God. That wow. would be so great. This is not going of... well, Brendan. <laughs> no, it's not. We're just coming up with ideas for other podcasts yeah, instead of That are doing... worse than the one we're doing. Right. Which is tough, tough to pull off. Yes. So maybe before we get into the movie City Slickers, which is what we were originally talking about, correct, is we should introduce each other to the folks who don't know us. Sure. Introduce me first. Okay. Uh, this is Abby Barrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a singer. She is a songwriter. Mm-hmm. She is a coyote wrangler. Sure. She is a baby calf puncher. Okay. She's a saddle fucker okay. and a cow atrocity apologist. Wow. You, all, the, all the atrocities that cows uh, commit on this world, you, you just... You, I just apologize. I'm their PR rep. They're PR rep, yeah. yes. They pay me handsomely, though. Yes. In Mooney. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love when uh, there's a super moon. Yes. You know, and so I can say that's uh, that's the cow version of Clark Kent, Cow Kent. What? So, oh, I get so it. Oh, God. Identity. Wait, so Super who do you moon. say that to? I say that to, to myself Okay. as I go to sleep. We should consider just keeping it that way. And keep patting on myself on the back and go, great pun, Brendan. Great yeah, pun. You did it, buddy. So will you introduce me, please? I guess. Um, this is Brendan Boogie. He is a bad pun maker, mm-hmm. um, a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. A uh, screenwriter, a screen ingenue. Am I? Yep. A um, screen reader. Yeah. A guy who enjoys the good things in life. I do enjoy the you good do. things in life. Yeah. I do. I yeah. enjoy the good things in life. Like city slickers. Okay. The good things in sure. life. Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. I remember liking this movie a lot when I was a kid. And then on Pun Rewatch, you're like, oh, maybe it's not as, uh, maybe it falls apart a little bit. Yeah. Maybe this movie kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, who knows? That will that will be determined in one of your famous Abby Barrett movie recaps. <sighs> Here we go. Saddle up, cowboys. Okay. Anyway, Mitch, who's played by Billy Crystal, is having a midlife crisis and he's struggling to find his passion at work and at home. Um, and when he gets to career day at his kid's school, he can't help but tell all the children his truth, which is a very sad truth. Value this time in your life, kids. Because this is the time in your life when you still have your choices. And it goes by so fast. When you're a teenager, you think you can do anything, and you do. Your 20s are a blur. 30s, you raise your family, you make a little money, and you think to yourself, what happened to my 20s? 40s, 
you grow a little pot belly, you grow another chin. The music starts to get too loud. One of your old girlfriends from high school becomes a grandmother. 50s, you have a minor surgery. You'll call it a procedure, but it's a surgery. 60s, you'll have a major surgery. The music is still loud, but it doesn't matter because you can't hear it anyway. The 70s, you and the wife retire to Fort Lauderdale. Start eating dinner at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You have lunch around 10, breakfast the night before. Spend most of your time wandering around malls looking for the ultimate soft yogurt and muttering, how come the kids don't call? How come the kids don't call? The 80s, you'll have a major stroke. You end up babbling to some Jamaican nurse who your wife can't stand, but who you call mama. Any questions? I do love that line of dinner the night before. <laughs> I think that's funny. I feel like he is, and I know that people, you know, back in the day... I, People are getting, are staying younger even as they age. Right, but man, right. he's like, you know, basically by the time you're 40, you're just a yeah, dead person right, who has right. no value. <laughs> right, exactly. Woohoo! You know, and as somebody in my late 20s, I don't know that <laughs> right. I'm looking forward That's to true, that. That's true, yeah. yeah. Um, how do we feel about Billy Crystal? I feel like I have generally liked him in. I think he just was there. He was like one of those staples, like Tina Turner, who was just like there in the 80s and yeah. early 90s. So I just sort of kind of grew up with him. He's a bit of an enigma in the sense that I think th- I think he's very funny at times. Yes. And then at other times, he has the schmaltziness to Oh my him. God, so schmaltzy. Like that, that is just, I think it's like maybe this throwback to like... I don't know, vaudeville or something. You know, I think it's yeah. just sort of a tradition of that. Yeah. And it's also weird that a grown man is named Billy. I mean, it might be weird if he was just Bill Crystal. I mean, I wonder if Billy was kind of like his agent was like, "You should go by Billy." I knew. Do you ever know an adult that goes by Billy? Yes. Yeah, that's strange, right? No, I never thought about it. I there was a guy in college uh, that went by Billy, mm-hmm. and we found out his legal name was Billy. It wasn't William. Oh, really? And uh, it's because it was like a, I guess it was like a translation from the Greek or something like that. That was close. Billy was closer to William, but we used to call him Legal Name Billy. <laughs> legal name. That's that what we called him. Legal Name Billy. Nice. Yeah. That that's weird. Yeah. That's because like I get it's cute when you're a baby, like baby Billy, little Billy. Little, yeah, an aging Billy is. Uh, it's. Strange. I think I don't think. I think as a nickname, if you're older, I think it's fine, but it's weird to name your kids. Just straight up Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Legal name, Billy. Legal name, Billy. That's Mm -hmm. a weird thing to name your child. Of course, your name is Abby, so you're not one to talk. Well, my real name is Abigail. Abigail! Which is basically like naming your child like an (laughs) 80-year-old woman from the 1700s. But But not anymore because like... There's the the nursing homes are going to be full, full of like full of Grandma Brittany and Grandma and, not, and Grandpa know, Braden, Grandpa Braden, mm-hmm. oh my God, <laughs> and little and a uh, old man Camden. And... Yeah, those are gonna like Brittany's gonna be an old lady name. Yeah, not strange. Yeah, I mean times they sure are changing. They sure are. I'm gonna break out my guitar now. <laughs> Please don't. Um, so to get his groove back, his wife is basically like. You know, go on this tour. Bruno Kirby's character is always like coming up with these schemes for like vacations. He's that... going on these like extreme sports. Yeah, exactly. Or extreme adventures. So he's like, go to, um, so his wife is like, you know, take this tourist cattle drive thing and like try to find your smile, as she says. And he's going to go with his best friends, Bruno Kirby and Phil, uh, Daniel Stern, uh, both of whom are facing midlife crises on their own. And when they get to the ranch, they introduce themselves to the other guests. It must be the other guests. Wish I hadn't worn this jacket. Why not? Why look at it? It's got your name and your picture on it. It's a little grotesque. I'm proud of what I do. So is the president. He doesn't put his picture on his suit. Hi. You guys guests here? Yeah, we just got a minute ago. I'm Mitch Robbins. Ed Perillo, I sell sporting goods. Show me your jacket. Yeah, I'm Phil Berquist. I committed adultery. Lost my job and my family. His jacket's being made. It's a great line. There are some really great lines in this movie. Yeah, I think between them... When they're kind of ribbing each other. Yeah, there's you know? a lot of good one-liners. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Would you ever wear a... Well, no, you have merch, right? I do, but I don't wear it myself. Well, that's what I was going to ask is like, do you do you ever kind of wear your own clothes or, you know, wear something with your name or picture on it? No. 
I do on laundry day. Cause you know, when, oh, when you have like, yeah. you know, when you're in a band and you're all ambitious and you make t-shirts and you're like, I think I'll sell a few hundred of these. And <laughs> yep. then you end up like the t-shirt usually lasts a lot longer than the band does. Oh yeah, definitely. And so I, I have all these t-shirts, you know, band t-shirts and I end up using them. They're like sort of at the bottom of the pile. And then like when you run out of shirts, yeah. you throw one of those on. And I was, uh, one time I was in a zoom meeting for a work thing and I was wearing a t-shirt with my cartoon face on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I got called out on it. I was like, hey, you're wearing a shirt with, with your, your name on it. And your face and your cartoon face. I mean, that's kind of funny, though. They thought it was funny. Yeah. They thought it was funny. But yeah, no. Laundry day. Yeah. You know, band shirts are great for laundry day. Yeah. I don't even, yeah, I don't even think I have a shirt that I could wear. Because basically all the sizes that are left over are either for like a small child or like, hmm. I don't know. Somebody not. buys an appropriate amount of shirts as to what you sell. <sighs> I, have, Look at I, that. I have endless amounts of merch that will never sell. Right. So. That's what being in a band is, is having merch yep. that no one wants. Having dreams that no one cares about. <laughs> Woohoo! It's the Depression Podcast, yep. everybody. Speaking of depression, these guys are on their midlife crisis. Why don't yes. we continue with the recap? So um, they're starting their trip, and a couple of the professional cowboys who are going to be on the, the cattle drive with them start harassing the one female guest... Until they are lassoed and stopped by the trail boss, Curly, who's played by Jack Palance. Um, and afterward, Mitch and the other guests talk about Curly around the campfire. This guy's a cowboy. One of the last real men. He's untamed. A mustang. We're trained ponies. It'll do us good to be in his world for a while. Do us good? He was hanging the help. He was helping us. This guy is not normal. I'm telling you. Did you see his eyes? He's got crazy eyes. He's a lunatic. I'm telling you, we are going into the wilderness being led by a lunatic. He's behind me, isn't he? Time to turn in. Good night. night. I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything by that. I crap bigger than you. How many movies and shows in history do you think have the he's behind me, isn't he joke? A lot of them. It's crazy how people keep doing that. Yeah. Even back then, it had been done forever. It's just so interesting. Like, yep, we're going to keep same thing. We're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a classic, but. It's a little bit of a classic. You know, I don't think, I mean, in what, I think I was in eighth grade when this movie came out. I certainly hadn't seen that trope before oh yeah so it was new to me okay wait is he behind me right now though yeah he is jack balances it's weird corpse. his pants are down though <laughs> it's weird so you have that kind of uh they talk a lot about masculinity and you know there's sort of, there's sort of a sexist element to this that i know you want to get into why don't you get into it abby i mean here's the thing i i we've seen a lot of movies yes over the course of this podcast ones from this era yeah. often have are dated in are terms of their sexual politics most often dated yeah. this one i think annoyed me the most that i wrote a list <laughs> you wrote a list mm -hmm. okay i think and, th and this is big news because abby never prepares i don't prepare at all i think i was so annoyed because it was like i grew up with this movie and everybody i knew around me was like this movie's so great yeah and watching really it again it. Yeah, yeah and i think my parents loved it and yeah. their friends loved it mm -hmm. and then watching it again i'm like it doesn't even pass the bechdel test it like doesn't. Yeah. the only time she is talking is about either her relationship with the guy who took all her money. So the girl that's with them on, yeah. the, on the thing. Yeah. You know? And then there's a whole conversation where she's like, you guys talk about sports, but like women talk about like, you know, their relationships and is she dating him and how's that going? Or is she dating that guy and how's that going? Which is annoying, A, because that's not all women talk about. Right, right. If you, at all. You only talk about sports. I only talk about how much I love um, football. Football. Yes. Yeah. You, had, you had to... You had yeah. to reach deep to name a sport. Right I was there. like, "You were like, what are sports?" I'm like, Doug Flutie still plays, right? <laughs> like, he's, he's a guy, right? <laughs> and then the other a time, reference that two people will enjoy. And then it's of course like when they're making decisions when shit hits the fan on their little cattle drive. It's mm -hmm. like she's just looking at Billy Crystal, like, "What are we gonna do?" Because mm -hmm. I don't have a fucking brain in my head, right? And then it's like the casual sexism is, it's all packaged in this schmaltzy like almost wholesome way and that yeah. felt like particularly insidious to me right, yeah. and finally finally the end the, the other two is... women in it are like the harpy yeah who's uh daniel stern's wife yeah. and then like the hot underwear model which is just right, like right. oh my god eye roll 
But also Yardley Smith. Well, she's, yeah, she's like the checkout girl who's been, yeah, yeah. Impre- like, again, her relationship is. Lisa Simpson. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think about it all the time. <laughs> One time when I know you're still on your list. Oh, no, you? I'm just checking my notes because. Yeah. One of the funniest things uh, you ever did to me in public was uh, you you said, remember this, and you passed me a note, and I opened, oh, right. it, I opened it, and it said, you are Lisa Simpson. That was a great episode of The Simpsons. It was. That was with uh, teacher. Dustin Hoffman as the uh, as He a wasn't the teacher. actual voice, though. He was. Mm-hmm. He he went as a, as a uh, he credited himself as Sam Etik, as uh. Sam Etik, but he was a real voice. Uh. Yeah, but he just—he was an uncredited. It's like when Michael Jackson did it. They—they they, back then it was like fun for them to do uncredited. Yeah. Things. Okay. So I don't know why. Well, he's got his own. He has his own issues. Yes, he certainly does. But we don't need to go into that. That's but anyway, right. that's the end of my rant. All this right. movie well, was I, sexist, and I it was appreciate that. It was packaged agree. in a way that was particularly why you gotta be such insidious. A, such a bitchy broad about everything. I'm such a fucking shrew. <laughs> I well, should smile more. You should smile more. <laughs> I should smile more. Well, why don't you t- uh, take us through the rest of this okay. in- this horrible, insidious movie? Well, so go back to Curly, who I thought was a delightful character. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's actually not terrifying at all. And he's, you know, a totally nice guy. Yeah. Um, and his, he and Mitch ride together um, to corral some stray cows. Curly drops some grizzled cowboy wisdom. How old are you? 38. 39. Yeah. You all come off here about the same age, same problems. Spend about 50 weeks a year getting knots in your rope and then... And then you think two weeks up here will time for you. None of you get it. Do you know what the secret of life is? No, what? This. Your finger? One thing. Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean shit. That's great, but what's the one thing? That's what you got to figure out. That's what you got to figure out, man. I know. I do have to figure out that one thing. Mm-hmm. Which one of us do you think is more grizzled? I think me. You're more grizzled I than I so. am? I think so. Huh. I guess you're pretty grizzled. I feel like um, I'm covered in meat grizzle right now. Yes, you are. You're, you know. You're chewing on several cigars. Yeah, several cigars. There's several um, cigars in your mouth right now. I ate some glass this morning. Yeah. Your skin is made of... Leather. Thick, thick leather. Yep, yep. You're dusty. You're I'm all dusty. wrinkly. You're just dusty and wrinkly. Like I all... smell like cow poop. You do, yeah. right? So yeah, okay. You know. We're gonna go ahead and say you're more grizzled. Nice. That was that was not a not a hard debate. At I all. know. Wow, you didn't even like stand up for yourself I did, there. I didn't. <laughs> you're like I have soft hands. I really I do. I have very soft hands. <laughs> I have very dried. I have the hands, hands of a man who's never done manual labor. <laughs> nice. Um. So Curly and Mitch. Um. End up. Delivering this baby calf, who uh, Mitch names Norman. Norman. And they join up with the rest of the drive. But sadly, spoiler alert, Curly dies and the mean cowboys get drunk and take off, leaving the guests to fend for themselves. Mm. So while the other guests go home, Ed, Phil, and reluctantly Mitch decide they're going to stay behind and finish the cattle drive. It's nothing to be ashamed of. I had the same problem. Didn't you feel stupid? I mean, didn't you feel inadequate? Yeah, for a while, but then I overcame it. Can I explain it to you again? I mean, I promise me you won't get upset. Okay. Uh, it's not going to do any good. Okay. If you want to watch one show, but record another show at the same time, the television set does not have to be on channel three. It does. No, it, it does. does. No, if you're watching, watch a recording, then it has to be on three. But the, the, the TV or, or the machine? The TV. You're saying I can record something I'm not even watching? Yes, that's the point. You don't even need a TV to record. How would I see it? Well, to see it, you need a TV. But shut you're... up. Just shut up. He doesn't get it. He'll never get it. It's been four hours. The cows can tape something by now. Forget about it, please. How do you do the clock? Oh, you're dead. You <laughs> so we call a dated joke, but a really funny one. I mean, if people, like younger people, just don't know, it was such a thing to use the VCR, had to be on the right channel. Yeah. You know, all the stupid, like the input and then. Yeah. Trying to record something, it was it was really complicated. It was you know? incredibly complicated. You know, and thing. you couldn't just like go back and watch it streaming. It's like if you didn't record it, you didn't get to see it. Yeah, no, I I, I like that. I was remember that like and laughing and as I'm watching, realizing 
Uh, people under a certain age are not going to think no, this is funny not, yeah. at all. So yeah. it's a very time capsule yeah. joke. It's almost funnier funny. now. It, it's funnier yeah. now in a way. And Norman uh, the cow, uh, probably dead by now. Probably. Um, cows, I, I did a little research. Cows live about 20 years or so. And mm-hmm. this movie is 1991. Yeah. Uh, so it's quite a bit longer than that. But I did try to look what up what happened to Norman the cow. And I was like, oh, Norman the cow died in 2017. But it was a different Norman the cow. Oh. But there was a whole, like, you know, memorial for Norman the cow. I mean, they look the same. I, I mean, it's But that's very... weird. It's not the same Norman. No, that Norman was born in 2005. Yeah. And died in 2017. I don't like fake Normans. No. I did actually go on the American Humane Society and look up some of the animal filming. Because there was a lot of stuff going on. There's like sure. a... Mom, cow, yeah, giving calf, birth. Yeah. That scene, the cow lying down was real. Yeah. But then they actually built like a cow's vagina and then yeah. did that whole scene. That was like all special effects. Special, very special effects. Cow's vagina. Cow's special vagina. effects. Yeah. Imagine, like, I love that, that that's special effects. That's your job. Is that, what, do you, what are you doing today at work? I built a cow's yeah. vagina. <laughs> That'd be like, dream job. Dream job, build a cow's vagina. So anyway, mentioned his friends, finished bringing home the cattle just in time for them to be slaughtered. Because that's what happens to cows. That's what happens to cows. Uh, except for Norman, who gets to come home with Mitch and live out his best life until 2017. Until 2017. <laughs> yes. And that's City that's Slickers. That's the City Slickers. What a great recap, Abby. It Thank was a good much. one. It's We're one of my best. send you out to pasture. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. But the question is, who has the better friendship? Abby and Brendan or Mitch, Phil, and Ed? We will find out after this break. Buddy check, always check your buddy. Wow, it's rock and roll for buddies. Brendan, exciting news. We have a new sponsor. Uh, I'm sure we do. We do. It's Legos for adults. Oh, really? I loved Legos when I was a kid. Yeah. What's not to love? Legos are so much fun. And now as an adult, you get to play with Legos. That's great. Tell me, how's it work? So you can choose from like these different designs and structures. They deliver like these beams. They're like steel beams. And uh, they've got like big wood beams too. And you can get like um, concrete blocks and they have accessories like asphalt shingles. You can even get a furnace. You can even get like glass for windows. Abby, I, I think you're describing house construction. I, I don't think so. I think it's, it's, just like, it's just like larger, heavier Legos that you can construct. And you make sure when the delivery comes, you have a partner because I mean, it is kind of heavy. Yeah, no, you're definitely describing house construction. Here's the thing. I got a um I bought this empty lot and I've booked a day for you and I to like play with these adult Legos. You know, as as the podcasters, we should try out, you know, what we're Are are you asking me to come build your house for you? I'm asking you to like build the Legos for me, which might turn into a house. That you will live in. Yeah, it's like a half acre property. I booked it for um this Saturday, actually. I, 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 well, I mean, I, I can't, I can't make it this Saturday. I'm sorry. No, you, no, you can. I canceled all your plans. You did. Yeah, with this Legos. Come on, man, Legos. Who doesn't right, love Legos? So, okay, so, th- so I guess while I'm building Abby a house, Legos. Please, please like and subscribe, rate and review, so we can get a sponsor that doesn't involve unqualified manual labor by me. I'm gonna call it. The Barrett Cave. No, the Barrett Abode. The Barrett Mansion? Barrett's okay. Bunny Boudoir? Okay, that's, that's, you do that. Okay. Boogie and Buddies and Barrett Boobies, oh what? Welcome back to We're Too Old for This Podcast. My name is Abby Barrett. And I am Brendan Boogie, and we are talking about City Slickers from 1991. Now, this is a segment of the show where we compare the movie friendship to our own. Yes. And we have a three-way friendship yep. of Mitch, Ed, and Phil comparing a it a thruple, mm-hmm. thruple, whereas you and I are just a duple. <laughs> yeah, that's the word that yeah, people use. Word. Yep. And so this is going to be complicated. So yes. maybe it would be helpful... Uh, before we get started, if people know how it is that we met. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know this, but we met on a similar cowboy retreat. It is so interesting how often that happens, that we watch a movie and that I know, isn't that weird? It is very strange. So we were on this cowboy retreat. Yeah. It's like a cowboy drive. And by cowboy, I mean the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) Okay, right. Um, and specifically the cowboys and their cheerleaders. Yes. And we were in charge of getting them across 
the state of Nebraska. Yeah. Through Kansas into Texas. So we were in charge of getting these professional athletes yes. and professional cheerleaders. I guess they're athletes. Yes. So I should just maybe not differentiate them. I should just call them all athletes. Yes. And not be so sexist like Correct. the movie City Slickers. You're not passing this Bechtel test. I am not passing a Bechtel, <laughs> Bechtel test at all. Wait, do, does this podcast have to pass the Bechtel test? Yes. It's, but there's not two women. How, how would that even be possible? What am I, Brendan? Well, you're one woman, but it has to be two women talking to each other. I know, but I have to be talking about stuff other than your sexism. It has to be. For it to be. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I guess I wasn't... I guess I'm the one that's not clear what the Bechtel test is. You are clearly not. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But so, so, so what so else? So anyway, we were trying to get them. So it's weird. The Dallas Cowboys don't actually fly or take a bus. Mm -hmm. They walk right. to their gigs. Their gigs. what that's called. <laughs> so as they go from gig to gig, <laughs> they need you know, gentle prodding to make sure that they get to where they're going safely. Right. That's, that's what we were doing. That's, that's how we met. That's how we met, yep. right? With getting these, the Dallas Cowboys to their gigs. Exactly. <laughs> God. You know so much about sports. That's my favorite thing about I do. you. So the first question is, and this is difficult with a three-way, yeah. a thruple, a thrimple. A thruple. A thrizzy-dizzy-doo. Oh, boy. Um, is which one of us is the Mitch and which one of us is, is the Ed and which one of us is the Phil. So I guess we would each be one of them. My my take walking away from this movie was that maybe the Billy Crystal character of Mitch yeah. and Bruno Kirby's character of Ed, Ed. Yep. Mm -hmm. were kind of weirdly closer. Closer friends. Yeah. And then Bruno Kirby and Daniel Stern were closer friends. You know okay. how like in a three, yeah. it's like there's always like the so one friend like who's... So you felt like Billy Chris, you felt like, you felt like Mitch and Phil were not as close. Right. But I could be totally wrong about that. Yeah. So, okay. Anyway, my point being that I think you are probably more the Bruno Kirby. Interesting. And I am probably more... I have no idea where I'm going with this. I'm literally just words are coming out of my mouth and I don't even know. So you think I'm the Bruno Kirby because I am, I spur you on to adventure and I make no, you take risks. I think that's I very optimistic. Of... <laughs> I think that it's because he... I'm dead. He's not dead. Yeah, is he? We lost Bruno Kirby. Oh shit. Yeah. Sorry. It's already bummed me out. That's oh, all right. Um, he was in an episode of Columbo. I saw recently. Really? He was very young. Anyway, I digress. I don't know. Like Daniel Stern's character is kind of such a wild card. Yeah. I just can't see either of us being that. Right. So I'm going to say you're Bruno Kirby because he's a little bit more um, overbearing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> and Billy Crystal's character is um, just more lovable. <laughs> I think you, I agree that you are the Mitch. Okay. Because you're the wise ass. Okay. And that you're always getting in trouble with your wise ass mouth. And that's mouth. me, me and my antics. And I'm going to go ahead and say, I think I'm the Norman. The cow is, does yeah. not count. That well, is not no, even. because you, well, the reason why is because you gave birth to me or you were there when <laughs> I, I was, was there. Born. I pulled you, you out, pulled of, me the out of the cow's vagina. Yes. And so I think in that way, our relationship okay. very much lines you know up what? If you're not going to take this podcast Norman. seriously. <laughs> Then we might as well just stop because I'm trying to have an intellectual conversation. <laughs> Norman is not part of the thrill. I have been shamed. Yes. I have been thoroughly shamed. Well, I'm sorry. That's my that's my uh, that's my answer, and I'm sticking with it. All right, that's fine. Great, great. So one of the things that they do in this movie is is uh, the uh, Ed likes to take them off on these adventure yes. sort of you know weekend warrior shit as he calls it. You know, and one of you know they run with the bulls and do all that stuff. Are you into that kind of like adventure or extreme anything? Like, like, are you into the thrill seeking at all? I don't mind an adventure. I don't like the running of the bulls. That kind of thing where death is an option. Right. I'm not interested in that. Right. You're not interested in death. Yeah, that's Which is weird. If I were you, I'd be very interested. <laughs> yeah, in death. I bet you would. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever gone on a thrill-seeking? No, seeking? I don't. I, I am not a thrill-seeker in that way. I, I, I feel like anything where, yeah, anything where physical danger is involved, right. I'm not into it. And I don't like any situation 
that I can't potentially buy my way out of. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you know a good I mean? call. Yeah. Like, like bulls don't understand MasterCard. Yeah. And I think that that is, a, you know, but I mean, you and I are both performers and I like getting up on stage and like, I like it when it's weird and I like it when it's risky and I yeah. like when there's like, hum- when humiliation are the stakes. Sure. I like that. Yeah. Um, which most people would rather, I think, be in physical danger than right, like yeah. public speaking. So I think we're both weirdos in that way. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, there's no physical. Well, most gigs, there's no physical harm. Right, exactly. You know? Exactly. But I mean, I guess there's always, like, these days, like there's that comedian that had a beer. Oh, right. Her, yeah. yeah. Um, man, people are the worst. It's, it really is. Get up, tell jokes, and someone throws a beer at you because you didn't vote for Trump. Yeah, well, also she wasn't funny. Just kidding. She was hilarious. <laughs> Your how, face fell a little. How dare you? How dare you? In addition to the adventure seeking, they also like to have this sort of uh, play acting of cowboys or they're, they're sort of these doing these grown up things that they wanted to do as a kid. Yes. You know, like they wanted to be cowboys. They talk about sort of, you know, these guys are kind of arrested adolescents. They talk about, uh, you know, baseball in this, in this really this way that sort of like and Billy Crystal in real life in real life got to go out and throw the ball around with like Derek Jeter and the Yankees and that's cool that you get to do that but he thought when he talks about it he thought he was like on the team like it's a little weird he's like Derek Jeter just treated me like I was another member of the team like I was on the Yankees he's like no he didn't he was being nice yeah like you you know but anyway I digress (laughs) do you do you have any like do you have any of those kind of childhood fantasy things that you always want to live out i don't even i get uncomfortable just seeing when dudes wear a sports shirt and has some other guy's name on it like i just think that's so weird really yeah it's like if you're like 10 years old and your hero is you know baseball great doug flutie doug flutie then sure you can have flutie. baseball great doug <laughs> exactly. flutie but like if you're a grown-ass man wearing a what, what like, do you think of those people I just think that's really childish. What bothers childish. you about it? It's childish. Because it's like you are wearing this random name on your back because you like this person so much. It's like a weird crush that you're just like, I love this person so much. You know, I don't know. It's weird. Like, Well, what's wrong with that? Because it's weird. It's like just wear the wear a shirt that doesn't have that weird name on it. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> because it is the arrested adolescent and it's yeah. not like... It's not like you're a fan of the team. That I get. Like, you know, if you want to wear like, you know, New York Rangers. But if it's like, oh, I love this guy so much that I'm going to have his name on my back and everybody's going to know I'm a fan of that guy. It's such a weird thing to be. Well, it's because, I mean, I think Arrested Adolescence is kind of accepted now. I mean, we all watch like comic book movies and we all watch like all these sort of things. Everything now is like for people our age are things that you know every movie they're making is some reboot of something from which is annoying well well, you you don't like it i get well i just want things to be more original like we could just yeah but i mean i think the idea that i just think i don't know that it's a good thing but like i think that that the idea of us living in our childhood you know whether it's through sports or whether it's through comic book movies or whether it's through whatever is probably because like adulthood kind of sucks. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> you know? percent. Yeah, but you're like, no, just be an adult. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that like the weird, wear the team, go to the games, freak out about it, be cool. Like I just, it's the name wearing. It's the like, I like this one player so much that I'm like, I'm like, look at me, guys. I've got Tom Brady's fucking name on my, you know. Yeah. Well, I, with that, football, it, that's you, where with football, you if you're wearing a jersey, you have to pick a player. There's like, no jerseys with no numbers on them. Oh, well, can't you just buy a hat then? No. What about no, like a not. nice ascot or like a scarf? You're not allowed to buy it. What, just, like a monocle? With you like can any, wear a monocle, okay. but it has to have the player's specific no, monocle on dumb. it. So you have to get a Tom Brady signature monocle or else ever, or the other kids will know. Yeah, that's true. Well, what would be your fantasy? And I'm not against that. You know what? It I would was... love to go to like a summer camp for adults. but Right, right. It's pro wrestling. Okay. You know, I think it's the thing that like when I was a kid, you know, because pro wrestling is always is this sort of larger than life. You know, it's made for kids. It's so like, right. you know, it's these big superhero guys, but they're real, you know. Yeah. And it's, you know, I still even to this day, I've still like, you know, 
enthralled by it and if i had any physicality whatsoever although this guy's obviously they abuse their bodies so much and it's a terrible life it seems like but uh if i had any like athletic ability whatsoever it would be like that man yeah if i could go if i could go like get in the ring with like the undertaker or something like lift you up have and like you. show me a move yeah. like that'd be pretty badass yeah well so, you want to explain pro wrestling as like soap operas for yeah men. sort of yeah they've got storylines and theater and you get yeah. you know but there's it's like a mix of stunt men and soap operas yeah. but see again that to me is just like it's still a performance and i don't have it a is. problem with performance right right it's just the names on the backs, people. Yeah, wow. That's a weird thing you're stuck on. Names. That's a weird thing you're stuck on. I have a feeling I'm not alone. All right. Well, if you agree with Abby or disagree with mm-hmm. Abby, why don't you let us know at We're Too Old Pod on all the social medias or We're Too Old Pod at gmail.com. But only write in if you agree with me. Yes. Only write in if you agree. We definitely don't like uh, interesting conversations here. I don't want here. debate or any sort of controversy. <laughs> or really any interaction whatsoever. Yeah. Never mind. Just Never don't. mind. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that we asked for your feedback. This movie is all about midlife crises. Yes. Um, you and I are in the middle of our lives. Yes, we are. <laughs> Although I feel like statistically I might be a little further than the middle uh, for my genetics. So you think we're having a... What are we... How are we doing? We <laughs> you think we're having a midlife are... crisis here? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that you are this age that we are and not think about the past and what the future holds. It's, right. You know, and it's not... It's. Quarter life crisis is still like, oh, I have this whole thing open to me. I don't know. It's, I think we're doing fine. <laughs> okay, good. Bottom line. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to go, you know, wrangle cattle or anything. Right. But it, well, you, know, you and it's, I it's also hard have. hard to think about. You and, all, you and I also have lifestyles that are, I think, a little bit different than a lot of people yes. our age. Because we both are performers. Mm-hmm. We're both artists. We don't have children. Mm-hmm. We kind of live. That we, we know about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The um, the we're, we sort of have a lot of freedoms mm-hmm. that maybe other people our ages or don't have, mm-hmm. and I think it is and it's understandable. Even though when people love their kids and you know their suburban life or whatever, it's to feel that like stuckness of like, oh, I really can't. Le- I can't just go do something I want to do. Right. Whereas you and I can in a lot of ways. Right. Doesn't mean that we do. (laughs) (laughs) But we could. We could, yeah. Yeah, we totally could. And so I think, I guess at the end of the day, what I'm saying is we win. Well, here's the thing. I think if you have kids, though, you get to revisit your childhood a lot more because you're seeing it again through your kids. So if you're talking about like those fun feelings of being a child, like I think you get to experience that again when you have kids. Yeah. Um, But... You don't get, you have the sort of burden aspect of, you know, having to answer to this tiny human. Right. Seems awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> to each their own, I, I suppose. Guess. No, but I, I think that maybe that, that the midlife crises part is, I think maybe we might be less susceptible, but I actually found this quiz about uh, midlife crises Whoa, that maybe okay. I would give you and see how you're doing oh, I in love terms that. of your midlife crisis. I could which check is in, yeah. Obviously, having happening. You ready I'm to sure take the quiz? I'm sure this is going to make me feel really good. <laughs> it's probably going to make you feel great. Awesome. These quizzes usually do. They do, yeah. yeah. They're real boosted. Um, so, first question: At your advanced age, yes. How would you rate your general level of wisdom? Mm. A Yoda level wisdom. Mm-hmm. B Dr. Fraser Crane level wisdom. <laughs> yep. C. Michael Scott level wisdom. Okay. Or D. Steve O. from Jackass level wisdom. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Dr. Fraser Crane. Interesting. A, because I'm going to confess that I don't think The Office is funny. The f- it was for a while, but then it okay. got unfunny. Yeah, you're right. I just never really liked it. Anyway, no. Um, I think Dr. Fraser Crane is good because he can see what others are doing wrong and what he's doing wrong mm-hmm. but he's still kind of a jackass yes, about it right, and yeah. still constantly hubris yeah the hubris and yeah, yeah. you know so you know yoda level like nobody's really yoda level right. except for yoda maybe i'm maybe you're no you're not maybe you're you're, you're like steve-o steve-o <laughs> steve-o staple my balls to yeah, my leg exactly i mean i have respect for steve-o <laughs> do you yeah whatever he, he's not that dumb he made like a fortune oh don't get into that. Getting his fucking balls. If you made whacked. a fourth, you made money. So that's, you respect But it was that. his art. He did it through, through his, his art. art. Okay. 
When you look back on the first half of your life, okay, do you think, A, wow, Abby, what was it with all the Saved by the Bell reruns? <laughs> B, wow, Abby, what was with all the streaking at roller rinks? C, wow, Abby, what was with all the fan letters to Carl Weathers? <laughs> or D, wow, Abby, what was with all the murder? Oh, well, that is a tough one. Um... I'm going to say what was with all the fan letters to Carl Weathers. And what was with all those fan letters? I don't letters? know. You know, it's just, he's got that certain sparkle. He's got <laughs> a, it's irresistible. He is. Now, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask you right now. Yeah. Uh, who would you do? Carl Weathers or oh. Billy D. Williams? Oh, that's a good question. Uh-huh. Um, Two similarly handsome. They're both handsome. African-American gentlemen of the certain era. Both mustachioed. I feel like I would do Carl Weathers. Yeah. Because like Billy D is like too smooth. He's very smooth. Like you'd be very uncomfortable. I would just be like, yeah, I can't. He's out of my league. He's out of your league. Whereas Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers, he's probably out of my league too. But he's at least more in my out of my league. (laughs) I guess so. Yeah. So so there you go, Carl. What would you do? You got a shot at Bear. I I would go with Billy D. Okay. Yeah. You're just going for. I'm going for the gold. You're going to be humiliated. Next question. Of which accomplishment from your younger days are you the proudest? A, the time you called up Kiss 95.7 and requested the Humpty Dance so many times that the DJ ended up killing himself. Mm -hmm. B, all the facts of life erotic fan fiction you wrote featuring Blair and Tootie scissoring the shit out of each other. C, catfishing Osama bin Laden into thinking you were in love with him. Mm -hmm. Or D, your abs, dude. Gotta be your abs. This is what I'm most proud of? Yes. I mean, I think probably the Humpty Dance. Yes. That's that's, a good song. You know what the funny thing is, is that like someone pointed this out to me, like millennials, they don't know the Humpty Dance. They all know Baby Got Back. Okay. But the Humpty Dance still isn't, doesn't have the same, like it didn't have the same staying power. It's a way better song. But like we think of them as the same kind of song. Yeah. Right. But like everyone knows Baby Got Back, but they, the kids, they don't know the Humpty Dance. I'm still confused who are the millennials. Um, I think they were, uh, they, they played the Cowboys, you know, oh, in, in the Dallas the, Cowboys in the gigs. In the gigs? Yeah. The baseball gigs? In okay. those baseball yeah, gigs, yeah. yeah. It was usually Cowboys versus Millennials. Yeah, okay. What do you regret most about your life up to this point? Mm-hmm. A, the years in the van following Right Said Fred on tour. Yes. B, that you were ultimately on the wrong side of the Twizzlers versus Red Vines debate. <laughs> C, your short-lived marriage to Potsy. Uh-huh. Or D, your complete lack of any meaningful accomplishments. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the first one was... The years fo- in the van following Right Said Fred. I think I'm going with that. Yeah, that was a regret. You spent a lot of time following it was, right it wasn't that. Fred. It wasn't that the music wasn't good. It was just a lot of time in the van. Right. I just... developed a really bad back problem because of it. Where do you fall on the Twizzlers Red Vines debate? I think Red Vines are far superior than Twizzlers. Wow, you're so wrong. They actually have flavors. Twizzlers are just like eating wax. Oh my God, Abby. So glad you're going to die soon. When? You're in the middle. Okay. If you wrote a motivational book to help people with midlife crises, Mm -hmm. the title would be A, Get Off Your Couch and Get Onto a Different, More Comfortable Couch (laughs) by Abby Barrett. B, Middle Age, More Like Middle Page of a Book About Being Awesome, which is this book by Abby Barrett. (laughs) C, the Power of Positive Thinking Combined with Waving a Bowie Knife in Your Enemy's Face by, mm, by like Abby that, Barrett. Yeah. Or D, Turning Gray Pubes into Profit by Abby Barrett. Oh, D, definitely. definitely. Yes. No one's better. No one was better at turning gray pubes into I'm, profit. That's kind of a gift, really. <laughs> I was very proud of that one. Uh, <laughs> Wait, but the quiz is... Uh, one more. Okay. In the end, final question. Yep. In the end, was it all worth it? A, not really. B, meh. C, eh. Or D, pfft. Um, I feel like I'm going to go with E. Ooga, ooga, ooga. <laughs> okay, all right. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I think we, I think we learned a lot. You, you are definitely in the middle of a midlife crisis. Yes. Not a crisis. Crises. Crises are multiple crises. Thruple of crises. So I think we learned a lot about you and, you know, I'm I'm worried about you, quite frankly. But uh, that's nothing new. 
But that's not why we're here. Oh, okay. We're here to determine who has the better friendship. Yes. The guys from City Slickers Mm -hmm. or Abby and Brendan. When should we uh, hear the verdict? I think at our like three-quarter life crisis. Okay. Crises. All right. Or next. Let's do it next. Okay. Bud Plugs! It's Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. On March 24th, Abby Barrett will be playing with her amazing band of misfits. They're not really that much of misfits, but I get to call them that because I love them. But uh, Abby Barrett's band will be playing March 24th at the Burren in historic Somerville, Massachusetts. It's I don't I won't tell you what Somerville is historic for, but you should see Abby Barrett's band at the Burren on the 24th. My Substack, brendanboogie.substack.com, is still going strong. Thanks for all the subscribers, but I could always use more. So go ahead and subscribe and free or paid and get some laughs i don't care for your pay doesn't matter to me and this has been bud plugs and we are back and it is verdict time this is the portion of the show where we determine the verdict who has the better friendship the city slickers fellers or Abby and Brendan. What do you think, Abby? Would you like to go Am first? Am I going first? Yeah, we, we, we can, it's, it's negotiable. We can uh, have a cool little negotiation over who goes first here. I'll go first. I'll why don't go you go first, first Abby? Yeah, why don't I go first? <laughs> um, I think that in the end, while it's nice that they go on all those adventures together, their friendship is a little bit predicated on each of their individual needs and they don't necessarily like think about what the other person might need in that moment. Like mm-hmm. Bruno Kirby just kind of wants to go on an adventure because mm-hmm. he's like got that sort of masculine jock energy that I think he needs to prove himself. They even mentioned he's trying to like live up to his father, right. but he's always kind of dragging his buddies into these things. And it, it's nice that it actually works out for them, but it's always sort of a selfish reason. I feel like that he's doing that. Huh. And I feel like, I don't know. Like, they didn't even know their friend was having an affair and was like, I don't know. It just seems like they're all in their own little world and they're not really communicating. After the trip, sure, I think they're better friends, but Hmm. um, I don't know. I don't think that they communicate as well as they think they do. And you and I do communicate well? I mean... I would tell you if I was fucking the cashier. Yeah, you would. Actually, yeah, I would tell you if I was fucking the cashier. You know? I feel like I would know that. Yeah, you would definitely. That's so funny because I was going to go. I was going to go the other way because I I do think that they have as far as even though it's a dated friendship, like movie wise, is movie very dated. Yeah, I think there is sort of a a heart to their friendship. And I think they do understand each other and accept each other. Yeah. uh, In a way that, uh, you know, is is kind of tender in a weird way. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, But I think you you really turned me around on that point that like, yeah, if they were really good friends, they would know. Right. And I mean, I... Like you would definitely know if I was fucking the fucking yeah. The, the we would have, we would have had a conversation. We would have. I, you would have been my first phone call. Yes, during it. Yeah, right. Like, guess who I'm fucking right yeah. now? Lisa Simpson. <laughs> and I would have been really psyched for you. You would be if I was fucking Lisa yeah, Simpson. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Blowing up my marriage. You've been excited. Just, for that? I mean, it's she's a iconic character. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah. She's also ten. Or eight. No, the the lady though isn't Yardley Smith. Yeah, yes. Yeah. No, I meant actually fucking Lisa Simpson. I mean, I know. I just now we're getting in a weird. Territory. You wanted to move on from it, and <laughs> I I, just, I'm like, we, no, we're gonna revisit this idea. <laughs> yeah, this, I started getting a little scared. <laughs> I so weirdly. So sometimes I like write notes to myself, comedy notes to myself, and I just have this kind of thing that's just a dump for like funny ideas. Yeah, and I often will read them later and have no idea what they mean or what context or why I thought it was funny. And I looked at one today and it was, it just said sexualized Sesame street. Wow. (laughs) I have no idea what it was. Wait, what wasn't there that show called Avenue Q though? Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So I think that's been done. That's been done. Fuck. But you could sexualize some other kids program. Right. I believe in you, Brendan. (laughs) Thank you. Which one should I, uh, I would say do, um, uh, what's that? Peppa Pig. Peppa Pippa the pig or Peppa the pig? Yeah. Sexualize that. Yeah. What or about Thomas the sexualize train. Thomas the Tank I mean, Engine? Yeah. Train tracks. Train tracks up Caboose. the butt. Up the butt. Up the butt. Sure, sure. That's where you want to go. If that's the direction you want to go, but, I support you. I, see, this is why you I and I exactly. have the better friendship. Yes. 
then Mitch, Ed, and Phil. And yeah. you turned me around. I, w- I was going to go the other way, but we agree. Yes. You and I, Abby, up the butt with the Thomas the Tank yep. Engine. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. So we have the better friendship. And I win this podcast. And today. you win this podcast. So you keep, yes, you're back to winning. Yep. It's now like 19 versus three or something. Is that me? the score? Yes. 19 to three. Yeah. Even though that's not even close to the number of podcasts that I, we've done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. We're having a midlife crisis. We're all going to die soon. Woo! So that settles that. Good job. Glad we went off the rails at the end. Yay. But the question is. What if we were Mitch, Ed, and Phil? Baron and Boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture, but change the words a little bit. How old are you? 38? 39? Sure, let's say I'm 39. You city folks spend 50 weeks a year getting knots in your rope and think doing a podcast will untie them for you. None of you get it. Do you know what the secret of life is? No, what? It's this. Your middle finger? One thing. Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean shit. That's great, but what's the one thing? The one thing is... My balls. Abby, come on. What? You asked me what the meaning of life is. It's my balls. The meaning of life is not your balls. You think the answer to everything is your balls. Hey, which one of us is the grizzled cowboy here? I'm just trying to help you with your midlife crisis. Well, you're not being very helpful at all. Oh yeah? I've crapped bigger than you. Now you're just being rude. No, seriously. I've actually crapped bigger than you. It's kind of a problem. Do you want to hear other things I've crapped bigger than? Kind of, yeah. I've crapped bigger than Billy Crystal and the horse he rode in on. The one in the movie or the one at the Oscars? Both. I've crapped bigger than both horses combined. I've also crapped bigger than a water buffalo, 12 medium-sized prairie dogs hugging each other, and a canoe full of crap. You've crapped bigger than a crap canoe? Have you seen your doctor about this? <laughs> I've crapped out my doctor. <laughs> crapped out your doctor? Wow, wow. This got unexpectedly emotional. <laughs> Why? Why is my sphincter so elastic? Why? Hey, buddies. If you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at weirtooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.